Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and today it is chapter 141. Uh, we're back again this week with some more uh, news about everything and everything. A little bit of everything, a lot of nothing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, thank you for joining me this week. Um, again, to start things off, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, the One Man Renegade Podcast YouTube channel, go check that out. Check out the blog, razorvader.blogspot.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at One Man Renegade. Uh, and subscribe to this podcast on I- Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you can find it. Uh, give five stars, n- l- write a nice review, and all that fun stuff. Um, all right, with that stuff out of the way, let's move in and start the show like we normally do with the matinee moments. Um so I did watch a bunch of more movies. I'm gearing up, getting ready. You know, it, it's you know we're getting close to that uh, Oscar season as it is. Um, we're still, um, I think, a week. Well, I think that. Well, so yeah, we're still a little over a week away from when they cut off movies that are eligible. Uh, movies that come out until the end of February still eligible. Then they start doing I don't know the voting, and they vote it all down, and eventually they'll. Uh, released the nominees, I think, at the end of March. Um, and then the end of April is when they're having the ceremony. So we still got some time until we get to that, and then I'll do my countdown. Uh, currently, I stand at 56 movies I've watched, including the most recent ones I watched this week, and I'll go over them now. Again, I'm not going to give any real detailed you know, talk about it. I'm just going to kind of go brief review, try not to spoil anything. Um, but you know, once we get to the countdown later on, um, this year, a couple months, mm, probably, probably about a couple months from now, uh, we'll, I'll give them going more in depth and probably there'll be spoilers and stuff. So, uh, I watched Palm Springs, finally got around to watching Palm Springs. Uh, this is a Hulu movie. I guess it was out briefly in the theaters, um, but it's mostly been on Hulu. Um, or I think most people have seen it on Hulu. I think it was out for like couple weeks in the summer or something like that but it's a hulu original so it's uh you know obviously they wanted to get the best viewership on the hulu for themselves i guess um it's the i mean the best way to describe this movie it's just groundhog day or you know uh you know any one of those kind of um what are the, what do they call it uh uh loops time loops you've heard about yeah they make fun of that they never mentioned groundhog day specifically but they do talk about time loops um adam sam uh, adam sandberg andy sandberg um stars with uh kristen something or other i forget her name uh and basically so without giving out too much away um you know similar to groundhog day or russian doll on netflix or um, well, I, hmm, yeah, I mean, I was going to say The Edge of Tomorrow, but that's, hmm, that one's a little different, but regardless, so basically they wake up every day and it's the same day, it's, it's, uh, Andy Sandberg's at a wedding, um, that his girlfriend, at, you know, his girlfriend's a, a maid of, or, a, you know, a, a bridesmaid in, which is this other girl's sister, um, and he's in this, he goes, I guess he goes into a, this, like, there's an earthquake, and he goes into a cave, and then 
every day he wakes up and it's the same. But anyone else that goes into this cave, same thing happens to. So uh, he accidentally has, she accidentally falls him in the cave one time. And um, then now she's locked in it. She doesn't know what's going on. He, he knows what's going on somewhat. And then we just get them living the same day over and over again. Or I guess the way they describe it is... Um, once you fall asleep or go back into the cave or die, then you wake back up. So, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a day. It's just, I mean, once you fall asleep, which, I don't know if you could stay up. I mean, they kind of don't really talk about it too much. But I guess, like, if, you know, you um, could stay up, like, for a week or something without having to sleep, I suppose it would have lasted a week until you get back to... Uh, the time, whereas in like Groundhog Day, it was always specifically 6 a.m. Um, although I guess they never really, uh, having just recently kind of watched Groundhog Day, it was on, so I, I kind of was watching it. Um, I mean, at no point was, I mean, I feel like he tried to stay up sometimes, but it, it's unclear whether or not he actually stayed up and it just reset at 6 o'clock or if he just then fell asleep and woke up at 6, 6 a.m., I don't know. But, I mean, like, in other variations of this with Russian Doll, I know it's, like, it's more or less when she dies, which is more along the lines of Edge of Tomorrow, where it's they, once they die, they respawn back to the beginning of the day, whereas in these other ones, they fall asleep. I can't remember in Russian Doll, like, if she just went to sleep, would she wake up? No, I feel like she had to die in that. I don't know. Regardless, um, decent movie, pretty good. Um, certainly better than a lot of the other random movies I've been picking. This one I've actually have heard of, and it's actually nominated for stuff, which we'll get to in a little bit when we get to the Golden Gold, Golden Globes, which are a week from Sunday. Uh, but I'll do my prediction because I don't plan on doing another episode next week, so just get it over with. Um, next up, I watched Run, which is another Hulu movie uh, starring Sarah Paulson. Um, she is this woman who has a baby. The baby has some issues. Um, and she has to take, you know, has, you know, all these medical issues. Uh, and so she's refined to a real wheelchair. She's homeschooled, but she's getting to the age where she's going to want to go to college. So she's trying to, you know, get out from other mother's wing, basically, and kind of, you know, do stuff outside, you know, outside and among other people and blah, blah, blah. And as this is kind of happening, she's starting to realize that things aren't as they seem. And uh, starts discovering some certain certain stuff about her mom. And, and maybe her situation isn't exactly uh, what it should be. And then you unravel everything and kind of goes from there. A uh, pretty good movie. Uh, pretty solid. I, I hadn't. I kind of remember hearing about this coming out. Um, again, it was a Hulu movie, so it it wasn't in theaters, at least not in the United States. I think they released it internationally under something else, Lionsgate maybe or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it's it's a Hulu movie. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting, pretty good. Um, yeah, Sarah Paulson's always, always pretty good in, in stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd say check it out on uh, Hulu movie uh next up i watched judas and the black messiah which is one of those hbo warner brother movies where it's in theaters but it's also on 
HBO Max for the first month and blah, blah, blah. Um, um, so this one, it's uh, Keith, uh, ugh, what's his name? Why wow, I'm blanking on their names. Uh, Luck Keith. I was like, I, I, I was thinking Keith Stanfield, 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 I don't know. But that, it's Lucky Stanfield. Uh, of course, you know him from Atlanta and um, Knives Out, and among other things. Uh, he was in that, um, oh, what was the name of that movie? I don't, did I ever actually watch the movie? Uh, he got some praise for that, where he's like a, uh, um, a tele, uh, what are they called? I was going to say telegraph caller, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, one of those people that call you, I don't know. So, I mean, people call them spam calls now, but they used to be called something else. <laughs> and I never answer the phone anymore. I don't speak on the phone ever. So I don't even remember. Uh, telemarketer. Thank you. Nobody for reminding me. Um, telemar- I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm blanking. I'm sorry. I'm just like out of it right now. But uh, And also Daniel Kaluuya, who you know from Get Out, among other things, Black Panther and such. Um... So this is the story of basically the Black Panthers, uh, Fred Hampton, um, kind of the uh, leader of the Chicago chapter, I guess. Um, and Keith Stanfield plays this uh, kind of under FBI agent. Uh, or he's an undercover. Well, he's not. He's not an agent. He's an informant uh, for the FBI because he gets caught doing other stuff. And they're like, hey, we, we can cut your sentence down and help you out. If you do this for us. So he got, goes in undercover as a mole. Uh, Jesse Plemons plays the uh, FBI agent that he's working with. Uh, and everything kind of plays out. Now the thing that kind of... I don't want to say it ruined the movie. Because you know it's, it's based off historical things. So like if you know any of the background of this you might know. Um, and while I wasn't totally, totally familiar with all of this... Um, the name Fred Hampton brought a little, like, you know, wait, Fred Hampton, why have I heard that name? And like more like in a recent, like, I, like not like historically necessarily, but more recently, I'm like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Well, I watched the trial of Chicago, the, the Chicago seven, not too recently. And his character bleeds over into that as well. And well, you kind of know what ends up happening to him because of that movie. So I was like, oh, wait, okay, I know how this ends. So, you know, not that it's, you know, kind of the biggest shocker in the world, and especially if you know the actual history of what happens, um, you would know what was going to happen with him. But, like, it was like, oh, wait, I just watched another movie where this already happened. So, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, I wouldn't say it necessarily ruined that the movie for me, but um, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. That's why I know that name, because I just watched a movie where he was in it, and we know what happens. Um, but in any event, um, solid movie, good acting. Uh, I'm sure this is nominated, too. I don't know that I saw it on the list, but maybe it didn't qualify, because it wasn't out yet. Yeah, it may not have qualified because it just came out last Friday. So I don't remember seeing it on the Golden Globe list. But there was, there was, there's always ways around that by, oh, it was released in blah 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 in one theater black back in, you know, January sometimes. So it qualified. Um, and I don't even know if they need to do that anymore for theaters purpose. 
specifically for this year. I know they were talking about changing that all together because of all the Netflix stuff. Um, although those all technically ended up in theaters briefly, but they were kind of like, well, do we really, did they really need to be in theaters? And this year specifically because of, and there was always like, there was certain, there was like a certain limit, limit. You had to meet, meet a certain limit, um, or certain minimum, I should say. It had to be in like a, in for the theaters and for a week in X amount of theaters or, or something. I forget what the rules were, but I feel like they're changing those. And specifically for this year, they definitely have altered those. But anyways, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, it's on HBO Max right now. So if you haven't, if you have HBO Max, I would suggest checking it out. It'll be there for, um, until sometime in March, I guess. Um, I think it's 30 days that they're on 31 days. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, but it's also in theaters, I guess, if you want to venture out and go to theaters and check it out as well. All right. Next up I watched, um, hold on. I lost my list. Uh, Outside the Wire, uh, Anthony Mackie and some other guy, uh, they, they're in like, so, <sighs> this, I don't know, I didn't love this movie, it was kind of, it kind of was blah, I don't know, I just, you know, there was a lot of action, action to it, but it was, it was action for, it felt like action for the sake of action, rather than like, do I care about this? So Anthony Mackie plays this like new like kind of robotic soldier hybrid android synthesoid whatever you want to call it type of um, thing and he's like this captain and he's trying to get this bad guy for reasons I don't remember and this other guy gets in trouble because he was a drone guy and he accidentally went against an order and blew up um, um, an area that killed ended up wounding or killing somebody I, I don't remember exactly so he gets uh deployed because hey you go see what you actually you know the actual th consequences of what you're doing in an office using a droid and then he gets un gets uh, assigned under anthony mackie's character and they have to go outside the wire to get something done i don't even remember at this point <laughs> just check it out it was kind of blah i don't know i watched it like late so i kind of was dozing in and out so maybe i didn't really give it the proper um attention that it should have gotten but ultimately i just kind of fell flat i just like i didn't care about the characters all that much i was just like yeah, okay he's a robot cool he's a drone guy whatever i don't know i, I might be um underselling it um but i don't know i didn't love it uh, next up, I watched uh, No Escape. So, <clears throat> stop me if you've heard this one before, but it's about this guy that runs, uh, that has like a very popular YouTube channel, kind of social media, you know, following. Um, I guess he was on Instagram, I don't know. But he posted videos on stuff and people followed him. Yes, I've talked about this before because there was another movie that... Um, Save Yourselves, I believe, was a, was what it was called. No, it wasn't Save Yourselves. So what was that other movie? Um, followed. Followed. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. Followed. Uh, but in that one, they went to like a haunted house over Halloween. And this one, he gets taken to... Um, it's like the anniversary. I think it's like some sort of anniversary of his channel. Or maybe it's his birthday. I don't remember. In any event, they take him to like this like... Um, 
very special, like, exclusive, like, escape room thing. And so they take him to him and they're going to record everything and it's going to be broadcast to everyone. Uh, but it's very intense and but everything's on the up and up, blah, blah, blah. But then as they're doing that, things start to go off the rails and now stuff's happening that shouldn't be happening and blah, blah, blah. And it's all getting broadcast and stuff's going on. So there you go. Don't want to ruin it because stuff happens and, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it's an escape room type of thing, but it's like social media thing. I don't know. It was all right. You know, it had a couple interesting ideas and twists to it that, you know, you know, necessary. I hadn't necessarily seen in other movies per se, but I don't know. I feel like I've seen the escape room movies. Um, you know, there was other elements to it too. It didn't seem completely original, but it was all right. I don't know. I'd say check it out. Um, that one. Can't remember what these are on. I think they're like mostly. I feel like most of these were on Hulu or maybe Amazon, possibly Netflix. Well, I know outside the wire was on Netflix. Can't remember where I saw the rest of these. Uh, obviously, Palm Springs Run was on. Well, yeah, I can't remember. I think it was on Hulu. No Escape. Might have been Amazon. I don't know. Either way. Um, all right. Next up, I saw the finally watched the New Mutants. Uh, obviously, this was the uh, final movie in the X Men universe, Fox u- universe. Uh, you know, obviously, this movie had a lot of issues with it um you know in terms of production uh it got delayed and i don't know how many times i feel like this movie was really supposed to come out in like 2016 or something crazy like that i could be wrong about that but um and it got delayed it got delayed and then it was it had a release date in i think 2018 that got pushed off into the beginning of 2019 and then that got pushed down the line in 2019 and then eventually got moved to 2020 and then because of pandemic it got pushed out again and then finally you know it finally got released in last august uh way past when it was actually supposed to get released i was actually reading something um like the main like theme song to the to the uh movie was supposed to be the song by marilyn manson who was another whole other story i don't even want to talk about um but um he finally said, you know what? I, I'm sick of you guys keep delaying this film. I'm just going to release this song and it ended up being in something else. Uh, I can't even remember what the song was at this point. But like, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Because I remember reading that or seeing that song by Marilyn Manson. It was like, this was for the New Mutants. I was like, wait, what? It wasn't the New Mutants. That movie just came out. This song is from three years ago. I was like, oh, actually, but yeah. Uh, but anyways, um yeah, I mean, this this movie was kind of dead on arrival. I mean, you know, beyond just that, issues with delaying the production and stuff, there was no future for this franchise. And it's like when you're doing like a mutant movie or like a superhero movie or something like that, the first one's out when you're introducing the characters. It's just kind of like, oh, here's, here's the ground base for the, here's what these characters are, you know, to set up the sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels or get them involved in other projects and whatever. So, you know, the idea that this movie is coming out and, you know, Fox had already been long gone by the time the movie actually came out and the mutants are done for, you know, the Fox portion of it. Um, you know, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen WandaVision yet, but yeah, kind of, sort of. 
I don't know. It's debatable. Um, where, you know, they're kind of leading into the into the MCU. I mean, big asterisk on that. Asterisk? 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 I always forget how to say it. I always don't know how to say that. I, I always think I know how to say it. And then someone's like, oh, said, said it wrong. And I'm like, what? Or someone said it wrong. Like, wait, wait, is that how I say it? I don't remember. But anyways, um, you know, and we'll talk about WandaVision a little bit. But um, regardless, none of the characters that were in this movie were any any other X-Men universe movies. So it's not like you're seeing, oh, okay, I wonder what happened to that character. It's like they're all new characters. So you know none of these characters are getting moved into anything anytime soon. I mean, eventually I guess they could end up in the MCU or something that Disney decides to do down the line. But like in terms of what you're seeing for this movie, it's kind of like, yeah, well, these are these this movie, these characters, it's all dead on arrival. So here just here it is what it is. And it's okay, but it's ultimately it's nothing great. Um you know, it would have been interesting to see what the what the like thought process was going forward for all of this stuff. You know, because you know, obviously the end of Logan, there was um, what's her face, his daughter. Seeming like something would have been done with that. There was more seeming like more there. Uh, having her be in the New Mutants kind of would have made sense, but you know, ultimately that's not where the way they went, and ultimately it doesn't really matter because none of it none of it matters now. Uh, I mean, unless, like I said, Disney decides to pick up where Fox left off, but I highly doubt, I think they're going to go in a different direction, given that they have the MCU and all that. Although what that is, I don't know, but uh, let's keep moving on. Uh, then I watched Nocturne. Um, it was on Amazon, Amazon movie. Uh, I don't know what this movie was. I thought it was going to be something it wasn't. Um, it was kind of depressing terrible movie about these these twins that went to like music school and i don't know i don't know there was like the popular twin and there was like the other kind of more shy nerdy twin i guess but they were both doing music and then she finds this book from this girl that died and then things get start getting weird i don't know but it wasn't like i don't know it just seemed I don't know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I didn't necessarily enjoy it too much because of that, I guess, but, um, yeah, Nocturne, I don't know, just move on. Uh, next up, I started this, uh, I watched The Vivarium, which I still don't understand the name of the movie, like, I don't understand the name, like, I, you know, like, I'm watching the movie and thought it should have been called something else, but whatever. Uh, it's got Jesse Eisenberg and Egum, um, I was forgetting to say her name, Egum Potts or something. I forget. I, I don't know how to say her name. That that she's been in stuff. I don't know Potts. Um, or Poots, maybe it's Poots. Either way, um, they're this couple. They're trying to buy a house. Uh, they hook up with this realtor who's kind of weird, but they're like, all right, whatever, we'll check it out. He takes them to this like kind of um uh housing complex type place where like they built a whole bunch of houses that are kind of like the same and they're all kind of this in this housing community and then he kind of just disappears and they're looking at the house and like ah that's okay but i don't know probably not what we're looking for 
So then they go to try to leave, and they can't leave. They can't get out of this complex, and they don't know how to get out of the complex. And the car car dies, and then they're like, well, I guess we should just live here. We can't get out. They can't get any can't reach anything anybody outside and then weird stuff's happening and then they get a baby for no reason and it says take care of this baby um yeah and then some weird a bunch of more weird stuff's happening and they're trying to figure out what's going on and i don't know uh kind of a weird movie uh you know i kind of like and there, it's a bit unclear as what the hell's going on <laughs> and you kind of just watch stuff as it unravels and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it was just kind of like, what is going on? Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, not bad. Decent. I'd recommend it. It's on Amazon or no, maybe it's on Hulu. Either way. It's one of one of those two. Um, and then finally I watched, uh, console wars on CBS all access, uh, soon to be Paramount plus, but for now it's still CBS all access. So it's a documentary about basically Sega versus Nintendo. I mean, it was okay. It just wasn't all that. I mean, I feel like I've read and seen stuff on pretty much everything that it, there is to talk about about the console wars at this point. Um, you know, certainly Sega versus um, Nintendo. Um, you know, they kind of talk about PlayStation towards the end as they entered the market with a PlayStation. Uh, you know, Sony PlayStation. Uh, and they, you know, it's kind of weird because uh, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of don't talk about. Like they don't really, they like just b- briefly mention like the Sega CD, but they don't really talk about it. Same with 32X. They don't really talk about the Sony place. And I'm sorry, spoilers, but this is, I don't know. This just seemed like this was all stuff I already knew or been in other, other like documentaries or reports or whatever. Um, I mean, this is the movie I think was based on the book Console Wars or whatever, but like it's all information I kind of already knew. But, um, you know, it was kind of interesting that they talk about how like Sony and Sega almost had a partnership, but they no point mentioned that the Sony PlayStation was a Nintendo, Super Nintendo thing to begin with, which was kind of like, what? The one interesting thing I thought was kind of interesting was that they, um, uh, Silicon's industries or silicon something rather that ended up making the chip for the n64 originally they approached sega to do something which i may have heard of at some point down the line i just kind of didn't think of it or didn't remember it uh so that was kind of interesting but ultimately i mean they talk a lot of the people that were involved with everything so you know you kind of get their perspective on things too but you know ultimately i kind of just felt like I've heard all this. This is all stuff I know. It's all stuff I heard. It's all stuff that's been out there for many, many years. So why they needed the felt the need need to do this documentary now, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So I don't know. Go check it out on CBS All Access if you want to. All right, let's move on to small screen sweeps. All right, WandaVision. I already talked about it briefly. Um, Again, I try not try not to spoil anything you haven't watched it yet. But you, I don't, what are you doing? Come on! I mean, I haven't watched the days, so don't spoil the days for me. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, if uh, if you're not caught up, uh, spoiler alert: three, two, one. Spoiler. I mean, Pietro, Pietro, uh, Wanda's brother shows up, but it's the Pietro, the Peter Quicksilver from X Men. 
or it's Evan Peters playing, who played Quicksilver in X-Men, not the actor Aaron something or other, um, that played him in the MCU. So it's kind of, and it's kind of knowledge that like he's not the same, something's different about him, but they haven't really dove into exactly why that is yet. Um, so I'm still interested in that. Um, you know, Vision's obviously starting to figure out that stuff's not going, stuff isn't as what it seems. So he's trying to figure it all out. Um, you know, and everyone else is kind of like, yay, we're stuck in this thing. But like Vision's like kind of like, hey, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, and then on the outside, you know, the sword are trying to get to the bottom of this and get Wanda to stop and let everyone go. Uh, but at the same time, there seems to be underwhelming kind of like dealings with them because now Wanda's got these twins that have these powers. So there's potential there to maybe use them. Who knows? Um, and, um, yeah, stuff gets weird at the end of last week's episode, but I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't watched it, but I haven't watched this week's episode. So there's stuff that I need to catch up on. Um, yeah, so... That's WandaVision. Uh, other things I've been watching. Snowpiercer. It's back on TNT. It's a few episodes into the new season. Uh, stories continuing. They brought in Sean Beam as uh, the main guy there. That I'm blanking on his name. But the main guy that like run, ran the whole thing. But he's got his own train. And now it's train versus train. And like stuff's going on. And you know, meanwhile, like the outside world, there seems to be shift in the climate that may... may means something that's down the line you know the earth may be turning back to normal so kind of cool stuff going on uh it's interesting show you know obviously given you know that you know there was a movie and kind of knows what happened in the movie this is taking obviously uh, the long-term approach so you obviously have a lot more stuff to do in it um and yeah so um yeah i'm enjoying it um Resident Alien. Uh, I haven't watched this week's episode, but that's always good. Alan Tudyk is pretty fantastic in it. Um, it's a pretty funny show so far, uh, but also it's got that element of, you know, I don't know, sci-fi is sci fi ness because it's on the Sci-Fi Network, and not just because it's on the Sci-Fi Network, but it is on the Sci-Fi Network. Uh, Servant continues to uh, continue on. Um, still trying to figure out what happened with the baby. And what's going on with the girl and what's going to happen down the line. So some stuff, some crazy stuff was happening in the last episode towards the end. We'll, so we'll see what happens with that um, going on down the line. Uh, Batwoman, I still, it, this movie, this show is still weird because it's like two different shows now. It's like, hey, remember all that stuff with the other Batwoman? We're still trying to figure all that that out. But hey, there's there's this new Batwoman. It's like you got to figure out what's happening with like... Here's new Batwoman stuff for her, but then the old Batwoman stuff still not done. And all these people that are related to and knew the old Batwoman are now meeting the new Batwoman. I don't, I don't know. It just seems all disjointed to me. Um, and then um, Clarice debuted. Again, I thought Clarice was going to be a CBS All Access show. Turns out it's just a regular CBS show, which, eh. But... Um, you know, for for me, I watched the first episode, and again, it's kind of weird because they can't talk about Hannibal Lecter at all. They don't have the rights to Hannibal Lecter, but they can use all the other, seemingly all the other characters from Silence of the Lambs because they've talked about Buffalo Bill 
plenty in this first episode. But, uh, you know, it's Clarice trying to adjust to a new world where she's kind of a celebrity because of what happened with that whole thing. But she's trying to work with, you know, um, the government and, you know, solve other murders. But they want her just kind of to be a a figurehead, you know, um, someone to go on TV and say stuff. But not actually do anything. But she's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm going to do stuff. If I'm getting involved in this, I'm going to do stuff. So that's all been interesting so far. Uh, I've only watched the one episode. I haven't watched the second episode yet. So I'm still catching up on that. So not bad. One episode in. We'll see how it goes. And then The Walking Dead returns a week from Sunday. So I just want to bring that up. Because I probably won't do another, another episode before next Sunday. So, yeah. Um, they're finishing out the end of the season by extending the season which is still weird to me because like so <sighs> the previous season which again started in the fall of 2019 let's not forget um they couldn't finish it because there was one episode they didn't do for last spring uh because obviously covid hit and they couldn't finish the last episode so they're like all right well, we're gonna delay the episode until the fall and then next season's going to get delayed. Um, so then they, they're they like, well, okay, we're going to do that extra episode. But then we're going to do six more episodes for this season. I was like, wait, what? Why why not just do that for the next epi- next season? No, we're just going to do two more, six more episodes. Okay, so they're going to do six more episodes for this season. And finish out this season. And then next season's going to be last season. But they're going to do like a full 22 episodes, I believe, or something like that. Or maybe it's 20 episodes. I can't remember the exact number. Um, so that's going to basically take a long time, too. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I, I think that's supposed to debut in the fall sometime. But here's the six episodes to tide you over until the next season, which should have been this year, but is now next year because of COVID. And here's six episodes. Sure. Um, but it's part of the last season. Which is over a year and a half now <laughs> of season. All right. So whatever. Um, we'll see what happens in these six episodes. Um, I kind of don't even remember what was happening. I know Maggie was back. Uh, Eugene and those people were still trying to find that woman. But met that other woman. I think. Maybe. That's where they were. Negan. Was doing something. I think. I don't know. Can't remember. Hopefully, it gets it'll all get recapped before the shows start. So, sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So I guess that's it for that. We'll get to the Golden Globes. All right. Let's talk quickly about the Golden Globes nominations and see if I've actually watched any of this stuff. Because I always feel like I feel like I watch a ton of stuff and then the nominations come out. It's like, yes, I've seen none of this. Um, so let's start off with TV, I guess, and then we'll work our way back to 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 um we'll work our way back to um the movies. So let's start off with best supporting performance in a series, miniseries, or television film. Uh, we got supporting actor. We have John Boyega, who is in Small Axe, which was on Prime Video, which I have not seen, uh, as Leroy Logan, uh, Brandon Gleason. Um, on the comedy rule, which was on Showtime, which I haven't seen, who play and he played Donald Trump because of course he did. Um, then Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek on Pop TV. Um, 
which I have seen as David Rose. Jim Parsons in Hollywood on Netflix, which I haven't seen for Henry Wilson. And Donald Sutherland um, for the undoing on HBO as Franklin Reinhardt. So the only one of these things I've actually has seen is Schitt's Creek and Dan Levy. And he won the Emmy. So I feel like I don't know if the Schitt's Creek, you know, role is still happening or, you know, hoopla or whatever is still happening. I know he was on SNL just last week and he was in an M&M's commercial for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I'll go with him. I really got no, nothing else. Um, really can't say anything about anything else in terms of, uh, any of these actors. Uh, so I, yeah, or, you know, so the shows they were in. So I'll go Dan Levy because that's the only one I've seen. All right. Now, flip-flop. On the supporting actress side, we have Gillian Anderson for The Crown, which I've never watched as on Netflix as Margaret Thatcher. Uh, then we got... Uh, Helen Bottom Carter for The Crown as well on Netflix as Princess Margaret. Again, still haven't watched it. We got Julia Garner for Ozark on Netflix as Ruth Langmore. Uh, then Anne Murphy on Schitt's Creek for Alexis Rose. Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet on Netflix as Gwendolyn Briggs. Now, I have watched Ozark and I have watched Schitt's Creek. So, toss up, I guess, between them. Um, I'll go with Julia Garner. Just to change it up so I don't go to Shit's Creek. Although they did win all the Emmys, so maybe I should. I don't know. It's kind of weird how they group together everything for um, supporting characters. Like this is for everything. Supporting they did one supporting for. Everything. I mean, I get it. They're doing they're doing movies and um, well, I mean, I should say for TV, not for movies. But they're doing movies and TV. And they split everything up, so it's kind of weird. But whatever. It is what it is. All right, moving on. Best performance in a miniseries or television film. Uh, for the actors, we got Brian Cranston in Your Honor, which was on Showtime. I haven't seen that yet. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen it. As Michael DeSalto. Uh, then we had Jeff Daniels for the comedy rule on Showtime as James Comey. Comey? James Comey? Comey? Yeah. Is it the Comey rule? Yeah, the Comey rule. What did I say before? The comedy rule? I don't know. I haven't watched it. The Comey rule. That's on Showtime. Or Comey rule? I don't know what it is. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Blame. Yeah, whatever. Then Hugh Grant for The Undoing on HBO by Jonathan Fraser. Again, another show that I haven't watched, but I've heard good things. Uh, Ethan Hawke for The Good Lord Bird on Showtime. John Brown. Haven't watched it. And Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True on HBO as Dominic and Thomas. Birdsy. Gotta go with Mark Ruffalo just because that's the only one I've seen. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's probably a bad way to do this. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Brian Cranston just because it's Brian Cranston. Why not? Let's switch it up. I mean, I did like, I know this much is true. And Mark Ruffalo did play twin characters and stuff. So, it's, it was interesting. But, uh, you know, let's go with Brian Cranston just because it's Brian Cranston. All right, actress, um, we got Kate Blanchett for Miss America, uh, Miss America, excuse me, on FX as Phyllis Shafley, Slaffy, I don't know, haven't seen it, don't know. Daisy Edgar-Jones for Normal People on Hulu as Marianne Sheridan, haven't seen it. Shira Haas for Unorthodox on Netflix as Esther S.D. Shapiro, haven't seen it. Nicole Kidman for The Undoing on HBO, Grace Frazier, haven't seen it. Anya, Joy, Anya Taylor Joy, 
say that five times fast. Um, who was in the New Mutants, by the way, if I didn't mention that, as long with uh, what's her face um, from Game of Thrones. Um, uh, yeah, Arya from Game of Thrones, who Maisie Williams. Uh, I don't know why I just thought of that, but yes, she was she, Queen's Gambit at Netflix. Elizabeth Beth um, Harmon. Um, haven't watched any of those. I've heard good things about some of them. I'm guessing it's going to be Queen's Gambit, so I'm going to go Anya Taylor. Joe Taylor uh, Anya Taylor Joy um, as for winning that I mean she's just getting a lot of buzz for Queen's Gamut so I think that's the way to go for that one all right moving on let's uh, we got um, best performance in a television series musical or comedy we got actor well actually no well yeah whatever let's just do it this way I don't know we got actor uh, Don Cheadle for Black Monday on Showtime as Maurice Monroe. Haven't seen it. Uh, Nicholas Hoyt, Holt for The Great on Hulu with Peter, as Peter the Third of Russia. I did see that. Eugene Levy as for Schitt's Creek, Pop TV, John, Johnny Rose. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso on Apple TV as Ted Lasso. I haven't seen Ted Lasso. Uh, Rami Yusuf, uh, Rami, 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 Rusev, Rami, Rami. Oh. On Hulu as Rami Hassan. Obviously, I haven't seen that. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Um, I'm going to go with Eugene Levy. Get the Levy, the Levy father-son combo. Um, and the only other thing I'd seen was the, the the Great, which I didn't love anyways. So, let's go with the Levy's to win. Um, then for actress, we have Lily Collins for Emily in Paris on Netflix as Emily Cooper. Uh, Kelly Coco for The Flight Attendant on HBO Max um, as Cassie Bowden. Ellie Fanning for The Great on Hulu as Catherine the Great. Jane Levy uh, for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on NBC uh, as Zoe Clark. Um, And Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek on uh, Pop TV as Maura Rose. I mean, again, the only things I've seen are Schitt's Creek and The Great, and I love The Great, and I did like Schitt's Creek, so I'm going to go with Catherine O'Hara. I mean, no, that just leaves off Annie Murphy for that I didn't pick, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to go with. Whatever. But Julia Garner's really great in the Ozark, in Ozark so I kind of feel like that's justified a bit. All right, let's go for best performance in a television series drama. We have actor Jason Bateman for Ozark on Netflix as uh, Marty Bird. Uh, Josh O'Connor from The Crown on Netflix as Prince Charles. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, AMC, Saul Goodman. Al Pacino for Hunters on Prime Video, Meyer Walferman. And Matthew Rise for Perry Mason as Perry Mason. Now, I've actually seen three of these, so we're up to three. Obviously, uh, Jason Bateman on Ozark. I've seen Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, and Al Pacino and Hunters. Didn't love Hunters, so I don't. I don't think I'm. I mean, they might just give it to Al Pacino because it's Al Pacino, but I didn't love Hunters. So for me, it's between Bateman and Odenkirk. Um, and I'm gonna go with Odenkirk. I just like Better Call Saul better than um, Ozark. Not to say anything is wrong with Ozark. I do like. I, I thought it was a good show, but I just feel like I don't know. Better Call Saul is such a great show, and I just don't feel like it gets enough praise as it should. I, you know, given what Better uh, Breaking Bad did, I feel like 
it's on par with Breaking Bad for me. Uh, you know, on a lot of levels. So, I feel like it should get more um, recognition. All right. Uh, for actress, we have Olivia Coleman from The Crown on Netflix as Queen Elizabeth II. Jodie Comer uh, for Killing Eve on BBC America as Villanelle. Maybe that's how you say it. Uh, Emma Corrin on The Crown, Netflix as Diana Prince of Wales. Laura Linney for Ozark as Wendy Bird. And Sarah Paulson on Racket for Ratchet on Netflix as Nurse Ratchet. Um, I mean, the only thing I've seen is Ozark, Laura Linney. And since I just gave... I gotta go. I, I'll go with Laura Linney. I'm sure it's going to be someone else, but I could, I don't know. I could, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. I'm going to go with Laura Linney, yeah. All right. Um, so, moving on. We got uh, best uh, television series for the drama. We got The Crown. Haven't seen it. Lovecraft Country. Have seen. Mandalorian. Have seen. Ozark. Have seen. Uh, and Ratchet. Um, haven't seen. So, uh, Lovecraft Country is HBO, Mandalorian, Disney Plus, obviously. Next, the Crown, Ozark, and Ratchet, all on Netflix. Mm. I mean, I kind of want to give it to The Mandalorian, just because that's my favorite out of those shows. But I feel like they're more likely to give it to The Crown or Ozark or something, or maybe even Lovecraft Country. But it was interesting. No, nobody got nominated for Lovecraft Country or The Mandalorian, for that matter. So it's kind of weird. Um, I'm gonna go with Ozark. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say Mandalorian, but I just don't. I don't see it. All right, musical comedy. We got Emily in Paris, Netflix, Flight Attendant, HBO Max, The Great, Hulu, Schitt's Creek, Pop TV, Ted Lasso, Apple TV. Uh, go to Schitt's Creek. I think I. I just think it's gonna. They're gonna do it. Which again makes it a screen creep, except for Annie Murphy. So I feel bad, but whatever. The, it'll probably end up being a sweep, a sweep again. But maybe they won't do that just because the Emmys did that. I don't know. But um, obviously out of those, uh, the only that Schitt's Creek and The Great again were the only ones I've seen. And Schitt's Creek was definitely better than Great. Okay. Uh, let's move on to movies. Um, I'm not going to do animated or score or language, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll start on the screenplay. Blah, blah. Do director. All right. Starting off... Um, no, I'll save director. I'm going to do the supporting actress and actress first. All right, supporting actor, best supporting actor in a motion picture. Now, this is all motion pictures. Again, Gold Globes break it out for movies, but then not for supporting actor. I don't know. It's weird that they do it that way. But anyways, supporting actor, we got Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7 as Abby Hoffman. Uh, Daniel Kalua for... Judas and the Black Messiah as Fred Hampton, so I guess it did uh, make the cut. Um, Jared Leto for The Little Things as Albert Sparma. Bill Murray on the Rocks for as Felix Keene. And Leslie, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami as Sam Cooke. Now, I've seen Trial of the Chicago 7, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Little Things. I have not seen On the Rocks or the Night One Night in Miami. Um... I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya. I thought he was just he played the role really well. Um, and he was pretty solid in his role on that. So. So, um, yeah. Uh, for the actress, we have 
Uh, Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film as Tutar Sadegiev. Uh, sure. Kate Hudson in music for as Kazuzu Gamble. Sure. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in the French exit as Francis P- Price. Sure. Rosamund Pike as I care a lot as um, Marla Grayson. And then Anya Tyler's Joy as Emma and Emma Woodhouse. Haven't seen any of those, so don't really know. Oh, and I read the wrong category also, so that doesn't help. <laughs> okay, well, skip. we skipped ahead uh, briefly. We'll get to that in a moment. But I was supposed to be reading supporting actress. Uh, supporting actress. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. How is the person that the movie's named after the supporting actress? All right. Glenn Close as um, in Hillbilly Allergy as Bonnie Man Marna Vance. Uh, Olivia Coleman in The Father as Annie, or Anne, excuse me. Jodie Foster in the Mar- Mar- uh, Mar- T- I- Man, the, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, Mara Tanian? I don't even know what this is. Um, as Nancy Hollander, uh, Amanda Siegfried as Mank, uh, in Mank as, uh, Marion Davies and Helena Zengel in the news of this world as, uh, Joanna Leonberger. So I've seen none of these. So I'm gonna say Jodie Foster just cause Clarice is out. I don't know. I really have no idea. Uh, but, okay, I'm not going to say them again, but I the aforementioned uh, actresses I said before, which I read the right category, those were for best performance in a motion picture for a musical or comedy. Um, none of those I've seen again, so I don't know. I'm just going to give it to Anya Taylor-Joy again, because why not? She'll win two Golden Globes, why not? All right. And now for the actor in best performance in motion picture and musical comedy, we got Sasha Born. Sasha Born, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, who screwed me up, I think, at the last because I was reading the wrong line, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's in the wrong." Never mind. For Borat, uh, we got James Corden for The Prom, Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dev Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Now, the only one of those I've seen is Andy Samberg and Palm Springs, so I'm gonna go with Andy Samberg for Palm Springs because, again, why the hell not? Probably won't win, but it's the only thing I've seen, so going to go with it. All right, um, let's move on for best performance in a motion picture drama. We got actor uh, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, obviously a post-mortem. Is that what it's called? Uh, no, impostum, whatever, whatever the word is that I'm trying to... Um, does it, wait, what, what does that mean? Yeah, sorry, uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman post, posthumously, I think that's how you say it, um, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Le- Levy Green, Anthony Hopkins for The Father as The Father, or as Anthony, either way, <laughs> Gary Oldman from In Mank as Herman L. J. Mankovich, and Tahar Rahim 
uh, in the Mauritanian, Mauritanian, however you say that, as Mohan to old Salai. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I haven't seen any of these, so that makes it easy. Um, Gary Oldman. Why not? I'll probably go to Chadwick Boseman now that I think about it, but... Gary Oldman. Uh, and then actress, we got Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Ma Rainey. Uh, Andra Day, United States vs. Billie Holiday as Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of Woman as Martha Weiss, Frances McDormand for No Man Land, Nomadland as Fern, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman as Cassandra Cassie Thomas. Again, I have not seen any of these movies. So, um, I'm going to say Viola Davis. She's got um, Suicide Squad coming out soon, so why not? <laughs> um, although, you know, that doesn't come out until... When does it come out? I want to say... August? Does that come out August? I want to say. She's in it, right? Because she was, she was in the first one. Yeah, she's in the second one. Okay. It's making sure. Amanda Waller. Uh, all right. Uh, now let's move on to director, best director. Uh, we got Emerald Fennell as promise for promising one young woman, David Fincher for Mank, uh, Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago Seven, and Zoe um, Z- Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land. I'm gonna go with. Uh, oof. David Fincher, I guess. I, I don't know. I haven't seen any of these movies. So, it's so hard. We haven't seen the movies. But why are they all crap? Why are these movies I haven't seen? Like, I know I've watched just a bunch of random movies this year, but still. I don't feel like I would have seen these movies regardless. But um... Alright, let's do uh, Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy, uh, Borat. Which I, I, I'm super, I just haven't gotten around to watching it. I mean, there's no reason for me not to. It's on... Amazon, but it's just like I don't know. Like I just I, as a sequel, uh, as one of those sequels that's been a long time since the original. I just don't know how it's gonna compare to the original. You know, it's one of those situations. I, I don't know if I want to watch it, but I will at some point, probably. Uh, Hamilton, which I just have no interest in. Music, again, no interest. Palm Springs, I actually did watch, and The Prom, no interest in. So I mean, based off the one I've seen, it's got to be Palm Springs. Do I think that should win? I don't really know. Um, will it win? Probably not. But am I going to say it's going to win? No, I'm going to go with Hamilton just because it's Hamilton. So there you go. After that long, long-winded speech. All right. And then finally, um, did I forget something? No, no, I'm good. All right. Uh, finally, for best most picture for drama, we got The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So, I did see The Trial of Chicago 7. Actually, I guess I saw that for directors, too. Um, but, again, it's hard to compare when you haven't seen any of the other movies. Um, do I think that should win? Probably not. Am I going to pick it? No, I'm going to go with Mank. So, there we go. 
Golden Globes coming up not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So go check that out. All right, moving on. Uh, we have games for Greg. Um, I haven't played uh, Injustice 2 yet. I will play that at some point. Um, but just didn't get around to it this week. Nintendo had their Direct. They announced a bunch of stuff. I guess the big highlights for me were Mario Golf uh, something Rush. Rush something. I forget what the, like the sub name was. But Mario Golf for Switch. Mario Golf's always fun. I mean, going back to the Nintendo days of Mario Golf. Um, although, I'm trying to remember. Was Mario Golf the good one? Well, Because there was, there was any, NES US Open or NES Open too. And then there was just Golf. So wait, maybe Mario Golf... No, maybe Mario Golf didn't come along until later. But the Mario Golfs have been fun. They have a new mode this time out where, like, it's just all may- mayhem. You just hit the ball whenever you want, and you just run up and have to hit it again and be the, be the first one to get the uh, ball in the hole. It sounds interesting. And there's some other cool stuff, so that seems cool. Um, but they're also re-releasing uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword uh, for the Switch. Uh, obviously, that came out on the Wii. And you had to use all the motion controls and stuff, but uh, they're making that optional this time out because a lot of people complained that there was no way to play it without the motion controls, and it can get tiresome and annoying to do the motion controls. So, um, yeah, that should be interesting to check out. I never actually played it, um, possibly partly because of the motion controls, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see that. Um, they've been out Splatoon three. I haven't played any of the. Sp- I haven't played Splatoon 1 or 2, so I don't really know, but people seem to like it. seems popular, so uh, that's kind of the big... But that's not coming until 2022. Uh, nothing else really big. They announced a new character for Smash, the new download stuff for Hyrule Warriors. Um, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy. They're not new. They're just the old games that they're putting together. You know, the Ninja Gaiden games are on the Xbox and PlayStation 3. And Wii U, I guess, the third one was. Um, those are coming to Switch, so... I guess if you've never played those games, that could be good. Might might grab that. Um, and some other stuff. Nothing nothing crazy that, you know, interest to me, anyways, that I can think of off the top of my head. Those are the, kind of the biggies. Um, yeah. So, there we go. Alright, let's move on quickly to uh, Concert Concerto. I got nothing... Um, Nothing new to report, really, for me. Uh, all right, so let's move on to Sports Blast Zone. All right, Sports Blast Zone, MLB. Spring training's gotten off to a start. I mean, they haven't played any games yet, but uh, pitchers and catchers and other, I think, I don't know, I think at this point all the players have reported. Maybe not. Um, I don't even know. Uh, some guys have the virus, so they're going to report late, and hopefully that doesn't become a trend or all that nonsense and stuff. So um, nothing really new crazy the biggest news i guess coming out of uh baseball is fernando tati signed a 14 year 340 million dollar deal with the padres to extend his contract um interesting move i mean it's crazy numbers um and he's locked in so he's good but you know it's kind of weird you know especially for the padres i mean he's young he's young you know you still had him under control for a number of years to then just you know to sign him up for that longer term deal on the one hand sounds like a good deal i mean that breaks out to what does that break out to um i mean it's a lot of money 340 340 million dollars but over 14 years 
it's under 25 million a year you know if you waited and you know he continues to do what he's doing if he got further on down the line or you know you know he may have not wanted to sign he may have wanted to test free agency you know what kind of money could he gotten in free agency who the hell knows uh, but uh you know for him to lock it in you know you know this early in his career makes sense for the Padres to lock him in at those numbers seem to make sense you know if he falls off a cliff after the next couple of years then you're really in bad shape for having that big contract but again you signed him now for this deal as opposed to three years down the line where you could have signed him for a 10-year 45 million 450 million dollar contract or something crazy or whatever so i don't know um on the surface it seems like a good deal for both teams we'll see how that are for both parties the team and the, and the player but we'll see how that ball pans out in the years to come. Um, yeah. Um, the NBA announced the uh, all-star starting rosters. Um, you know, a couple of guys were a little upset. Damian Lillard seems to be like the biggest name that left, kind of left off the starting list that was kind of, you know, people felt like he should have been there. But, you know, it's fan vote and then there's it's 50% fan vote and then player... 25% player and 25% a coach vote, I think. I think that's how it plays out. So, obviously, uh, the big top two guys um, for each conference was Kevin Durant on the East and LeBron James on the West. They'll be the captains, and they'll do the total draft. They draft their teams or whatever. They're still doing that thing. I suppose East versus West. Then on the East, you had Giannis, Kyrie, um, Giannis, Kyrie, Bradley Beal, and who was the uh, who who I oh and Joel Joel Embiid was the other starter for the uh, East. In the West, you had Stephen Curry, um, Luca, and then you had uh, Djokovic, and was it Anthony Davis? Who was the fifth guy? Now I'm blanking. Um, no, it was the other guy from L.A., Kawhi Leonard. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Anthony Davis was finished fifth and Paul George was fifth, so... Or fourth, sorry. Davis was fourth, George was fifth, so that rounded out the voting. So those guys missed out. Uh, Damian Lillard, like I said, was kind of the first snub people thought about. And then Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker were the other guys in the top five that missed out uh, in the Western Conference. Eastern Conference, where's the list? Um, Durant, uh, Giannis, Embiid in front court, and then Tatum and Butler missed out on in that. And then uh, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden, Zach Levine, and uh, Jalen Brown were right out the top five there. Uh, I, I'm guessing all those guys get in. Um you know, once they announce the reserves or whatever, but um, which I think they're doing on Tuesday, they officially announced that the All Star Game's happening, which hadn't been actually happening you know, officially announced until yesterday, anyways, uh, March seventh in Atlanta, as most people spec speculated, um, which uh, is why Shaq is not fighting at AEW Revolution and is fighting on the, um, the March third Dynamite instead. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, all right, and then um, NHL, uh, they're not having an All-Star game, uh, but the Bruins have 
And again, the Celtics, hold on, let me go back one second. The Celtics have been kind of not playing great. <laughs> they did beat Denver the other night, but uh, yeah, struggling. They beat up by the Hawks, um, you know, on Wednesday, and they play them again tonight, so we'll see if they can bounce back, but they just don't look good. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, they lost uh, Hayward and haven't replaced him with anything, so there's that, but... Um, yeah, Tatum apparently says he's still feeling effects of COVID, so that could be part of it. Um, Jalen Brown's playing well, but Kemba still just looks off. He's still having knee issues or whatever. I don't know. And then just, I don't know, they're just not gelling the way they should be. Um, they're just not playing great. So hopefully they can turn that around as we head into the home stretch coming up um, after this All-Star break. Um, you know, obviously we're still a couple weeks away till the All-Star game, but, um, you know. Got to pick it up in the second half. They want to get a good seed and, you know, have any chance of doing what they did, at least did last year, but even going any farther to the finals uh, this year. But uh, I don't know. Maybe make some moves. They got that trade exception from Hayward. So, I don't know. They, they got to do something. Bruins uh, fumbled last couple games. They got beat by the They were looking great, and then they got beat by the Islanders and, and the uh, Devils and... I don't know, but now they're going into Sunday. They got the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe uh, against the Flyers, so that should be interesting to see how that goes. Um, why they're doing this again, I'm not 100% sure. Just get not people watching on TV, I guess, because no one's going. Um, there's no fans. Uh, but uh, there's uh, a game tomorrow before they get there. There's a game tomorrow, which is Vegas and Colorado. Is that who's playing? I mean, it's in Vegas, so maybe it's not Vegas. No, I feel like it's Vegas and Colorado, right? Am I am I wrong? Oh, come on, let's go. Uh, I'm trying to look. I'm trying to look it up on my uh, on my uh, thing. And huh, is it not on TV? <laughs> it's got to be on TV. Maybe it's on sports. Uh, I thought it was on NBC, but maybe it's on the sports uh, thing. No? Is it a night game tomorrow? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a night game. No, I don't know. I must have skipped the wrong day. Uh, Vegas, yeah, Vegas Knights, Colorado Avalanche. Now, there. The, see, here's the weird thing, though. Did they move the time up for that game? Because they moved the Bruins game up to 2 o'clock. But I didn't hear anything about them moving that game. So I'm guessing they have to because it had to do with the sun. So don't know how the sun would be that much different from Saturday to Sunday. Um, so obviously I think they will probably be moving that game up as well. So yeah, 2 o'clock Saturday, Sunday. to got Avalanche and... And uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and then the Bruins and the Flyers. So that, those should be interesting, but um, yeah, go check those out if you want to. All right, uh, next up, let's move on to Fights for Money. Um, Yuzman won, so I got that right last week. He uh, third-round knockout um, over... Um, What's-his-face? <laughs> over Gilbert Burns, so... So this week we got a fight night. We got uh, Blades. It's Curtis Razor Blades taking on Derek Lewis. A big battle of the heavyweights. 
Uh, it can be seen on ESPN Plus, Fight Night. Uh, the whole thing's on ESPN Plus, I think. I don't think any of it's on ESPN, as far as I know. Um, could be wrong about that, but I think it's all on ESPN Plus. I think the prelims start at like 3 in the afternoon or something crazy, and the actual the main card starts at 8. Um, I could be wrong about that time, but I'm pretty sure something along those lines. I know the main card starts at 8, so there's lots of preliminary matches scheduled anyways, as of right now, so... Um, I'm guessing it starts pretty early. I'm going to say three, but I could be wrong. Maybe four. Um, maybe five. I have no idea. Whatever. Turn into ESPN Plus tomorrow. Find out for yourself. All right. Um, who am I going to take? I'm going to pick... I think I'm going to go with Derek Lewis. Yeah, I'm going to go with Derek Lewis. And then another fight thrown in. We got Canelo Alvarez has a boxing match not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, so I'll make my predictions for that. I mean, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Canelo. I don't see him losing, but um, he is taking on. Excuse me. Um, he is taking on Avi Yildirim. Uh, from the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. He's defending the UBA Super UBC. I'm uh, sorry. Did I say U? WBA Super WBC and the King. Sorry, the Ring Super Middleweight titles. Okay. I mean, there's so many titles I can't keep track of them anyways. Might as well be the UBA. Um, but uh, the United Boxing Association. Why not? Um, but Av- Avril... Avni Yildirim. Yildirim. Um, sure. I believe this fight is on the zone because that's still a thing, I think. I think he's, Canelo still has some car, some fights he has to, under his contract, his ridiculous contract he signed. He still has some fights under the zone that he's got to um, honor. And this is one of them, I believe. So I'm going to go with... Uh, Canelo to win. Um, where he goes from here, I don't know. But, um, yeah, there we go. Canelo to win that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's it for Fights for Money, I guess. Let's move on to Turnbuckle Time, shall we? All right, uh, so last time out, we NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. Made predictions for that. Uh, so here's what happened at Vengeance Day. We had Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart losing to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, so got that wrong. But uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez will now get a tag team title opportunity against Nia Jax and um, Shayna Baszler on the March 3rd episode of, take, of, of NXT, I should say. Then Johnny Gargano beat Kushida to retain the North American Heavyweight Championship. Um... Austin Theory got kidnapped by uh, Dexter Loomis right before the match, but then he was returned on NXT this week, so good for him. MSK uh, beat the Grizzled Young Veterans, so I got that wrong. Drew got it right. Drew got Kushida right, wrong, and I got Johnny Yagana right, so there was also that. Um, we both got Ember and Shazi wrong. But uh, MSK will now get a tag uh, tag team, NXT Tag Team Championship match against uh, Oni Lorcan and and um, Danny Birch on the March 3rd 
uh, NXT as well. Io Shirai was able to successfully defend her championship and triple threat against Tony Storm and um, uh, what's her face? Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Tony Storm then attacked Io Shirai later on, saying that she didn't get pinned, so she deserved another match. So fair. And then Finn Balor was able to retain his championship against Pete Dunne. Uh, then, um, Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin came out to attack Finn Balor, uh, along with Pete Dunne. Uh, the Undisputed Era made the save, minus Bobby Fish. But then, Adam Cole was like, why am I saving you, man? And kicked Finn Balor in the face. This prompted, uh, Kyle O'Reilly to get in Adam Cole's face. Prompted Adam Cole to kick Kyle O'Reilly in the face. Uh, this bled over to NXT, where... Uh, Roddy Strong was kind of trying to play Peacemaker. Uh, and then Roddy Strong, Finn Balor, and Kyle O'Reilly took on Danny Burch, uh, Oni Lorcan, and Pete Dunne. And then it all kind of broke down as Adam Cole came out, uh, shoved, you know, got in, you know, attacked um, Kyle O'Reilly, and then, uh, you know, pushed uh, Finn Balor off the top rope, which caused Pete Dunne to win. So they ended up winning it. Um, Roddy Tron kind of got knocked out in the fracas as well. So, yep. And then Adam Cole attacked Finn Balor again some more, <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously they're setting up something with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, but then also Adam Cole Pete, and Finn Balor. But then Pete Dunne's still in the mix as well. And then you got Roddy Strong and kind of Oni and Danny kind of in the outskirts of the whole thing. Um there was some speculation that Kyle Rowley actually got hurt and had a seizure after this happened, but then everyone was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that didn't happen. He's fine. It was just, he was just playing out the story, slime, selling the selling the injury. Uh, but yeah, so overall, um, oh, and Karrion Cross and um, Santos Escobar match ended up not happening. Santos Escobar said, nope, he wasn't going to fight this week, so that it's going to happen next week instead. So apparently... He's nursing a minor injury, but should be already set to go next week. Uh, Cameron Grimes had a new music video, and then he crashed his Lamborghini. But it's cool, because he has enough money. He's going to buy another one. Um, so there's that. Um, Zia Lee is going to take on uh, Casey Zanonzaro next week in a match, as she's Casey Cananzaro and Caden Carter are like, hey, what's your deal with this, this weirdness going on with this? ancient samurai lady or whatever and boa and whatever so they're gonna have a match because sure <laughs> and yeah that's pretty much all it's going to nxt a flip side on aew they're setting up stuff for revolution and also the march 3rd um episode of dynamite which seems like the the stuff that's not gonna fit on revolution is gonna be on that or i mean obviously the shack thing is because he can't be at revolution because of the NBA All-Star Game, but, you know, so that's going to happen. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy are having a girl. They announced that on this week. Um, and then T- Telly Blanchard's going to get in the ring for reasons. He's going to team up with FTR. They're going to take on uh, the, the, what are they called? The Jungle Express, right? The Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, and uh, Marco Stunt in the six-man on the March 3rd. As far as the actual pay-per-view goes, um, 
they've announced a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about it more in a couple weeks. Um, because the March 6th is when it's happening, so we still got a couple weeks to go before for that. But um Yeah, um the big match announced was the main event, which is going to see Kenny Omega defending his AEW championship against John Moxley in a exploding by barbed wire death match, because it's the nineties again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know when the last time they had an exploding barbed wire death match was. Um, but, well, it's, it, that, and I was trying to think, what the hell, what exactly is exploding death, barbed wire death match? Because I remember them exploding ring death matches where, like, they have a countdown and then the ring explodes. But those always seem dumb to me because nothing then happened. It's like, oh, the ring exploded, but yay. But the match isn't over. But then they're exploding barbed wire, which is, like, basically, like, the boards that have barbed wire but also have explosions and I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of those stuff. I remember watching a bunch of those back in the 90s with Cactus Jack and King of the Cat De- Death Matches and whatever. And ICP had the stupid video that they put out with Nama Nama Numi or whatever that one was. <laughs> and Cactus Sack. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. Um and Terry Funk, obviously, uh, was involved in a lot of those crazy matches as well. So why they're doing this, I don't know. Is it going to be any good? Probably not. I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I think this is a way of writing John Moxie off TV for a while. Because obviously, Renee Young, a.k.a. Or FKA Renee Young, or sort of sometimes Renee Young. They still call her Renee Young before this, the Royal Rumble thing, even though she's been going by Renee Paquette more recently in her other stuff, but it's like she's still kind of WWE, but through Fox thing. I don't know, whatever. But she's she's gonna give birth soon, so he's gonna have to go do some fatherly fatherly stuff. So I guess this would be a good way to write him off TV. Makes sense. Have him explode, cause sure, why not? Um, there's also gonna be some sort of ladder match for a number one contender at the TNT title. Sting obviously fighting. Sting actually took a power bomb this week, so. I guess tech testing out his spinal stenosis to see, make sure he's okay before he has the match. Getting powerbombed by Brian Cage, because, okay. Oh, one other thing to mention. I completely forgot. Brian Cage reminded me, because he was obviously an Impact. On, um, and also the Impact stuff's still going on with AEW as well, and sort of New Japan. Although Moxley's fighting Kenta at New Japan Strong, whatever that is. I don't even know. I think it's on Fight. TV or something? I don't know. I can't keep track of all this stuff. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you, no, uh, sorry. Going back to NXT for a, a moment, because I mentioned Brian Cage. That reminded me of Impact. Reminded me of Eli Drake, who is now LA Knight, showed up before um, TakeOver and announced that he's in NXT now. But he's LA Knight. He's not Eli Carter. Eli Drake, sorry. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's happening. Um, but yeah, it's also um, at the Revolution, which we'll, again, we'll talk about again in a couple weeks. Uh, Jericho and uh, MJF taking on the Young Bucks for uh, as the Young Bucks defended successfully against uh, Santana and Ortiz. And um, a couple other matches I'm sure I'm forgetting. The women's finals for the women's tournament or whatever, or maybe the winner of the women's tournament gets the title shots. I don't know. Something like that. Whatever. We'll get there when we get there. Enough about that. 
Let's move on. So Raw and SmackDown are combining into Elimination Chamber this Sunday. So a couple of the things that have been going on. Uh, Bad Bunny beat uh, Kira Tozawa, who beat R-Truth for the 24-7 championship. Um, tag titles are still with the Hurt Business. U.S. title still with Hurt Business. Uh, Drew McIntyre is still the WWE champion. Uh, we'll talk about more about that when we get to the predictions in a minute. Um, SmackDown side of things, Big E's still your Intercontinental Champion. The um, tag champions are still Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Um, Roman Reigns is still the Heavyweight Champion. Or the Universal Champion, I should say. Sasha Banks, the Women's Champion. Yeah, so no, nothing crazy really to talk about. Uh, 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 the Fiend is still missing, but Alexa Bliss is still, uh, you know, taunting Randy Orton. So that should play out a little bit. I'm trying to think what else is going on of note. Um, well, there's the women Raw Women's Championship, which we'll talk about when we get to predictions in a moment. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it, I guess, more as we get to the predictions. But, all right, let's get to prediction time. Uh, and again, Drew will be joining me in a little bit for his predictions, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, don't turn off after I'm done. Listen, stick around for Drew. Uh, but we got Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday. Uh, pre-show starts at 7. No, pre-show starts at 6. Actual, um... Pay-per-view starts at 7 on the network. This will be the last WWE pay-per-view network special on the WWE network. At least in the United States before it moves over to Peacock. Um, I mean, I guess it's sort of, still sort of the WWE network through Peacock. I don't know how it's going to work. They still haven't really said too many details. They announced it and then that was kind of it. They haven't really given any more details. I'm still kind of interested to see how that's going to play out for the paying purposes. Because I'm still paying for the network. But I have already have Peacock, so I don't want to get charged for Peacock when I already have the network. Sorry, when I already have Peacock. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering how that's all going to work. But we'll find out, I guess, as we get closer. But all right, let's get to the, uh, the matches. Um, so, again, um, I guess we'll start off with the elephant in the room a little bit. Um, so, Asuka was supposed to fight um, Lacey Evans. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship because Lacey Evans beat Charlotte by disqualification, earned the title match, blah, blah, blah. So this week on Raw, uh, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce were supposed to fight on fight Asuka and Charlotte Flair tag match. Um, they come out with Ric Flair. Uh, Lacey Evans cuts a promo on Asuka saying, hey, I'll see you Sunday and I'll beat you Sunday for the title. Uh, Charlotte, I'm kind of done with you, but whatever, let's have this match. She doesn't start the match. Peyton Royce starts the match. They kind of Peyton Royce in the match the whole time. They try to get Lacey Evans to come in the match. She refuses. She doesn't want to come in. Finally, Peyton Royce tags Lacey Evans, but she drops out and I'm like, hey, you know what? Nope. Not doing this. Not fighting you because I'm pregnant. Which Ric Flair then starts going crazy about and Charlotte seems very despondent about. And the implications seem to be that Ric Flair was the father, but they never blatantly said that. And then people were kind of all speculating, wait a minute, is this real? Is this storyline? What's happening? This is kind of a weird throwback to 90s storyline type 
pregnant type of thing that never really plays out very well <laughs> or at all. Um, so, but but she just cut a promo on Asuka saying, I'll see you Sunday in the match to win the title. So it was kind of confusing to be like, why would she say, Asuka, I'm going to fight you and then not, and then say she's pregnant. It was a really weird execution of the whole thing. Turns out she is pregnant, seemingly. From all everything I've heard, she's legitimately pregnant. So that would mean the match isn't happening. But as of yesterday, I got an email from WWE saying, watch Elimination Chamber this Sunday, and it was advertised. So I don't know what's going on with this match. Um, I'm assuming if she's legitimately pregnant, it's not going to happen. Although if by some weird way they do have the match and she wins, she wouldn't be the first pregnant woman to be have a WWE Championship. As Murray Canellis won uh, the 24-7 championship when she was pregnant a couple years ago. So I don't think they would do that. That's very different circumstances. Um, but what's going to go in this match? Are they going to have a replacement? Are they like they really haven't said anything. It's very confusing. I don't know if they'll clear up anything tonight on SmackDown. But again, it's a Raw thing. So why would they mention it on SmackDown? But they should if it's not happening. Or if someone's replacing... Lacey Evans or what's going on or why they're still advertising it in in the emails I don't know also weird but regardless of anything no matter what happens if there is a match I'm gonna go with Asuka just because I don't really know what to do um and another match that is a bit awkward too Bobby Lashley is supposed to defend his United States Championship in a triple threat match uh, against Keith Lee and Matt Riddle but Keith Lee hasn't been on, he's only been on TV once since like the beginning of the year-ish. Like he missed the Royal Rumble. He was, he was out for a couple weeks before the Royal Rumble. Wasn't at the Royal Rumble. But then came back um, last week and then, you know, got involved with Lashley and Riddle. Um, and then was announced for the match. But then Lashley, or maybe that was two weeks ago. But then Lashley beat him up last week. And then he wasn't on this week, and they're saying he's injured and might not be at the pay-per-view. So I don't know whether he's going to be at the pay-per-view or not. He might still be might be injured, legit, unclear. But either way, regardless of what happens, I'm still going to go pick Bobby Lashley. And then, um, yeah, so then we got the Elimination Chamber matches, because that's all we have been up so far. Uh, so I'm guessing they're gonna announce more stuff tonight on either tonight on SmackDown or tonight on SmackDown and uh, Sunday for the pre-show or something. Uh, maybe a match for the pre-show or match more matches announced on the pre-show. I don't know because there's not not a lot to do here, not a lot of matches here. But uh, first off, we have the um, the Raw Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. We got Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, defending against Jeff Hardy, defending against Randy Orton. Defending against Sheamus, who won the uh, gauntlet match on Raw Monday to get the last spot. So he will come out last in the uh, Elimination Chamber. But also, the sixth man now is Kofi Kingston. Now, I mentioned last week how, hey, how come Kofi Kingston wasn't in this? You know, he's a former WWE champion. Well, The Miz came out and said, hey, listen, I got the Money in the Bank championship, or Money in the Bank briefcase. Why would I bother being in this match when I can just cash in afterwards whoever wins um or maybe at the, maybe coming at the end and join the match you know when there's only a couple of people left or whatever um so 
But then he's like, hey, but my spot's got to be filled. Let's put John Morrison in. He's a former ECW champion. And then Kofi's like, well, I'm a former WWE champion. And Adam Pearce's like, yeah, he is. So then they had a match between The Miz and Kofi because Adam Adam Morrison. Wow. Let's watch (laughs) Adam Morrison. Yes, basketball legend from Gonzaga. I was watching Gonzaga. They were, I have ESPN on now. They're talking about Gonzaga. Adam Morrison, sorry. John Morrison um, was filming, wasn't at Raw because he was filming a diss track to Bad Bunny for some reason, which still think they're going to do Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, I versus The Miz, and uh, John Morrison down the line. Probably WrestleMania, but that's... Talk about that in a couple minutes, or talk more about Bad Bunny, I should say, in a couple minutes, because that's a whole thing. Um, but um, regardless, Kofi Kingston won that match. Now he's in the in the chamber match. I mean, I if it's not Drew winning, the only other person I could see potentially winning is Sheamus. I don't really know where they're doing with for Drew for WrestleMania, because I I'm thinking Edge is gonna pick. Roman Reigns, although they haven't officially said anything and he hasn't said anything specifically, but seeming more and more likely that he's going to go Roman Reigns um, at WrestleMania. So that's Roman Reigns' edge. You got that. But then who's Drew McIntyre fighting? Unclear. Although, there's one other guy that's not in this match who complained that he wasn't in this match. Former champion, albeit universal champion, Braun Strowman. However... They seem to kind of lay the groundwork for another match as Shane McMahon was the one with Adam Pearce to announce the Domination Chamber and Braun Strowman was a little upset that Shane McMahon didn't mention him at all. And he said, tell Shane, blah, blah, blah. So it seems like there may be something, something, something up with Braun and Shane for WrestleMania. I don't know. We'll see. But, um... I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre just because I don't know it makes sense to give it to Sheamus. I mean, but if they're going Sheamus for WrestleMania, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, we still got Fastlane in the middle of all this, too. So I could just be setting up Sheamus, Drew, Fastlane, and maybe Shane and maybe Shane and Braun Fastlane to set up a match for Drew and Braun for WrestleMania. I don't know. But um, there we go. And then on the SmackDown side of things, we have Elimination Chamber, but the winner doesn't become Universal Champion. Winner gets a shot at the Universal Champion because Roman Reigns refused to be in the Elimination Chamber match because his contract said he had to defend the title at Elimination Chamber, but he didn't have to defend it in the Elimination Chamber. So he's going to defend it against the winner of the Elimination Chamber immediately following the Elimination Chamber. Although, I, I don't know if that was totally made clear. I don't know if it's just at the event or right after the match. So, I mean... Depend on when the match is, I suppose, because if it's last, then obviously it will be. But if it's first, they may wait till the end of the show. But regardless, uh, it's Jay Uso, so intriguing there. Kevin Owens, okay, they they both were automatically given the shots uh, because they earned them. Uh, then King Corbin and Sami Zayn earned their shots by winning a tag match against Dominic and Rey Mysterio, and then Cesaro and Daniel Bryant um, earned their spots. By winning a match against um, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Or Robert Roode, I should say. So, there we go. So, again, the winner of this immediately gets a shot at Roman Reigns. Now, Jey Uso would be intriguing, for sure. Um, I don't know if they'll go that route. Kevin Owens seems like the odds 
the guy they're going to go with just because, you know, he came back after, you know, losing the last man standing match and still seems like he wants a shot and he stunned everyone at the end of SmackDown last week. So, I mean, again, we still have tonight's SmackDown before um, the show on Sunday. So who knows what will happen. But do we really want to see Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns again? I don't know, but it could finally end the feud, I suppose. Uh, King Corbin, no, I don't see King Corbin. Sami Zayn again. Sami Zayn's kind of wrapped up this whole conspiracy thing, so I don't really see that happening. Cesaro's an intriguing one. I definitely could see Cesaro getting involved, you know, having a match. They kind of played him up big time last week on Talking Smack with Paul Heyman. And Daniel Bryan, same sort of thing, but Daniel Bryan kind of played up Cesaro, which was a bit interesting. Although... You know, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Bryan or Cesaro against Roman Reigns could be, I mean, that would be good. But I kind of feel like there should be more to it than that, than them just getting a shot. Because ultimately, I don't think whoever wins is going to win against Roman Reigns. So for me, I'm going to go Kevin Owens. Just because I feel like it's a good way for him to get his final opportunity. And Roman Reigns kind of shut the door on that. Because I don't really know where they're going to go for Roman Reigns for... Fastlane, although they could, whoever wins this, loses to Kevin Owens, could say, hey, you know, I fought a Elimination Chamber. What happens? What about if I was just fresh and ready to go? Then rematch before, you know, Roman Reigns moves on to Edge at WrestleMania. But, um, I mean, they could do that with Kevin Owens, Cesaro, or Daniel Bryan, I suppose. But, you know, if you do it that way, I just feel like you're ruining what could further down the line be a bigger story. So if you just do it with Kevin Owens, you kind of get rid of it. Because they've been feuding for months now, so it wouldn't be like you're rushing anything. Um, And then finally, a couple more predictions. Will The Miz cash in? Oh, and before I go more, no tag titles on the line on either of those. What am I trying to say? No tag titles on the line uh, for the show. No Intercontinental title on the line. So... Those potential matches that could be added. Just just saying. Uh, but if they get added, I'll do my predictions later. I don't know. Um, but other predictions. Will The Miz cash in his money in the bank? He said he was going to. Didn't specify which, who he would. I mean, I guess he could cash in on whoever, you know, after Roman Reigns and fights whoever. Although I don't know how much sense that would totally make. But obviously cash in on whoever wins the... Uh, raw elimination chamber but I don't think he will I don't think he will so I'm going to say no and then Bad Bunny is the 24-7 champion right now he's going to be on Saturday Night Live on Saturday so I don't know that he'll necessarily make it to elimination chamber not that he couldn't but I just don't know that he will could see him more likely on Raw on Monday Um, and I don't know where they're going to go with the 24-7 champion but I don't think he's going to lose it so I don't think he'll Lose it to, to our truth or anyone else for that matter, and I think he will have it on Saturday Night Live. But um, they could play out something that our truth wins it on Saturday Night Live, I suppose. But I don't think so. We'll see. Um, yeah, I guess that's gonna do it. Those are predictions for Elimination Chamber coming up on Sunday. Go check it out. It's the last pay per view on the network before it switches over to Peacock. Fastlane will be the first one on Peacock, so we'll talk about that. And next month we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll talk more about AEW Revolution and do predictions for that. We'll talk about what happened at the Golden Globes, what happened at UFC. Uh, we'll do predictions for UFC 259. Uh, big one, there's 
like four title matches or at least three title matches. Maybe four? No, there's four title holders for three title matches or something like that. Something like that. It's, it's a big one. Um, yeah, we'll talk about whatever else is going on. More one division. One division might be done by then. Maybe not. Or maybe that will be the no finale over that day. Well, that that Friday. I'll, depending on when I record. Um, yeah, and any, everything else in the world of TV, and mu- music, video games, sports, movies, television, all that. Uh, again, uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, go to uh, Apple Podcast or Stitcher and subscribe to the podcast and five stars and write a review. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter at One Man Renegade. Check out the Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast, and check out the YouTube channel. One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. And subscribe, like, and share all of those videos on there as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe, have fun. And now it is time to turn it over to Drew and his predictions for Money in the, no, for money in the Bank. For Elimination Chamber and also what his thoughts were on NXT TakeOver and Valentine's Day and whatever else he wants to talk about. So Drew, take it away. All right, we're back with Drew. Drew, say hi to everyone. So, uh, what did you think of NXT TakeOver? Good. Uh, Vengeance Day. Good. What was your favorite match? Uh, um, Do you remember? Uh, Finn Bauer Versus Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne? Okay. And what else I got wrong? Um, I don't remember. What did you... You got... You got that one right. That one you got right. Um, but you got, uh, you got Kushida wrong. Yeah. And you got uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart wrong. Okay. But um, so you got um, MSK right and Io Shirai right. Io Shirai, MSK, and Finn Bauer. Yeah. Uh, were you upset about uh, Adam Cole turning on Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah. Yeah? You don't think he should have done that? Yeah, no. You think Undisputed Era should have stayed together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens going forward, but uh, we got Elimination Chamber yeah. coming up yeah. this Sunday. Now, before we go forward, uh, what about what about Valentine's Day? Uh, did you have a good Valentine's Day? Yeah. I know it was also Vengeance Day, but Valentine's Day? Yeah, no. Did you get anything for Valentine's Day? Did you get some Valentine's? Yeah. What was your favorite Valentine? Uh, get some candy? Yep. No, I didn't get candy. You didn't get any candy? I'm pretty sure you got candy. What you got? What? I got candy. What candy you got? I got M&M's. I know you got yes, some too, I got, right? I got two M&M's. You got two M&M's? Yeah, I got one hard one and one uh, M&M's. What the hearts? Hard M&M's? Yeah. Okay. What were the other ones? Just regular M&M's? No, but I got, I got card. Oh, card with the M&M's. Okay, gotcha. All right, so uh, Elimination Chamber is Sunday. Yep. Are you excited for that? Yeah! Um, not a lot of matches announced, and what? a couple may not even happen as they're what? currently announced for. There's, there's four? Well, right now there's five matches announced, but one of them uh, I think has to change, and the other one might change. But what? we'll get to that as we get to our predictions. So, starting things off, we'll talk about the triple threat match for the United States Championship. we got Bobby Lashley along with MVP, defending against Matt Riddle and then Keith Lee. But Keith Lee might be injured. He might not be in the match. It's unclear. So I don't know. But who do you think is going to win? Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, or Riddle, or maybe Keith Lee if he's in it. Who do you think is going to win? I go with 
with uh who you got bobby Lashley. bobby lashley okay i think that's a pretty safe what are you gonna pick uh, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Well, as we're as you're listening to this, I already did my predictions, but we're recording this before. Yeah, time time travel, time warp. Uh, so I don't know yet, but I think Bobby Lashley sounds pretty good to me. Just because I don't think it's gonna be Riddle, and I don't know if Keith Lee's even. Why? Why your name is right there? Yeah, I haven't. See, I haven't made my predictions yet. All right. So next up, the next match. Um, unclear if it's what's gonna happen with this match because it's supposed to be. Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. But then Lacey Evans announced that she was pregnant on Monday. Um, which, you know, people thought maybe, oh, it's just the storyline thing. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But it sounds like she is pregnant. So that would mean she wouldn't be be able to fight Asuka. So it's unclear whether Asuka will defend against someone else. Or they're just going to scrap the match. Or I don't know. But as it stands right now, it's Asuka versus Lacey Evans. I don't know who if you want to make a prediction for that, but I don't I'm going to go Asuka. Yeah, I would say go Asuka because I don't know that it would even have is even gonna happen, but uh sure. Okay. Uh next up we got um The Fiend is gonna be in it. You think the Fiend's gonna be in it? Yeah. Fiend's gonna be in what? Uh the Well let's get to it. We got the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Currently it is Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, who Sheamus will be the last entrant into the match because he won the, the gauntlet match on Monday Night Raw. And then Kofi Kingston, who earned the last spot because The Miz, given that he has the Money in the Bank briefcase, decided, why should I be in this match? He tried to get his buddy John Morrison in, but Kofi Kingston's like, hey, wait, I'm a champion. Why am I not in? Meanwhile, Braun Strowman's like, hey, I used to be a champion. Why am I not in? But Adam Pearce said, well, you were a universal champion, not a WWE champion. There's a difference. So I don't know if that means Braun Strowman's going to show up and beat somebody up and take their spot. But as of right now, it's those guys. So who you got? Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, or Kofi Kingston? And I don't know if you're saying the fiend might show up. Maybe he'll just maybe he'll eliminate Randy Orton. I don't know. But. I go with the fiend. Well, the fiend's not in it. You gotta pick someone who's actually in the match. Go yeah, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. You're gonna pick Randy Orton. No. But Sheamus. you just said the. Oh, Sheamus. You know the Sheamus. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, he's the odds-on favorite given that he is the last one in the match, uh, just for purposes of, you know, the entrance. He's he's yeah. got the. The best spot to yeah, enter. He's gonna be the last guy in. He's not Edge. Not Edge. No, Edge isn't in anything. He'll he'll potentially take on the winner of this match at WrestleMania, but we're still a ways away from WrestleMania. He gets the he gets to pick whoever he wants to fight among the champions. At oh yeah, uh, he hasn't decided yet. Oh yeah, Biggie. Could be Finn Balor. Oh, Finn. Yeah. Could, could he could fight Finn Balor? He could fight whoever wins this, no, or he no. could fight whoever wins the next match. I want Finn Balor to fight. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't know. Um, uh, but next up, we got the, uh, Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Universal Championship match later on in the night. Yeah. Um, because Roman Reigns said, nah, I'm not defending my title in the Elimination Chamber. I'll defend it at Elimination Chamber against the winner of the Elimination Chamber. So, we got Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. Who do you think's gonna win the match? 
Who's gonna be the yes one singing? I don't know. Who do you think? No, uh, they haven't announced. No, they didn't. They, I don't know. Unless they do something on SmackDown, they haven't said that anyone's gonna go in at a specific time. Uh, King Corbin? You're gonna pick King Corbin? Yeah, and he's gonna. You think King Corbin's gonna win? Yeah. Or you think he's gonna go in last? What yes? You mean come in the match last, like Sheamus? He's gonna be the last one into the into the match. Oh no, but. But who you think's gonna win? Uh, King Corbin. You think King Corbin's gonna win? Okay. Interesting pick. Interesting pick. But then King Corbin, given you think he'll win, will face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Who do you think wins that match? King Corbin. You think King Corbin's gonna beat Roman Reigns? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If you say so. King Corbin gonna beat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Yeah. I, I can't say I agree with that, but hey, that's your that's your opinion. That's what you're going with? Yeah. Okay. But then The Miz. The Miz said he'll... He, he said he was going to cash in his Money in the Bank Championship at Elimination Chamber. Didn't say against two. Doesn't mean he will. So do you think The Miz will... Uh, cash in his uh, money in the bank. No. No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then finally, as I, I don't think this is going to happen on Sunday just because, but Bad Bunny is currently the 24-7 championship at, champion after he beat Tazawa on Monday thanks to help with Damian Priest after Tazawa beat R-Truth. Yes, keep track of that. Uh, but Bad Bunny is going to be on Saturday Night Live on Saturday night. Don't know that he'll make it from New York down to Tampa, um, but he might. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but he's not supposed. To, he's not scheduled to be there, and Damian Priest isn't scheduled to do anything as of right now. So it always could change. He might show up. But do you think Bad Bunny will lose the twenty four seven championship on Sunday? Yes. You think he'll lose? You'll think he'll lose? No, it? no. No, you don't think he'll lose it. No. So no, the title won't change hands. Okay. All right, that's going to do it. That's all we got. I mean, they might not... I'm, I'm assuming they're going to announce some more stuff either um, on SmackDown or pro, uh, potentially on the pre-show or whatever. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a pre-show match, I don't think. Uh, but we don't know them yet, so we're just going to have to go with what we know. And that's all we know so far. Yeah. But uh, you look forward to you look forward to it on Sunday? Elimination Chamber? Yeah. You've been uh, watching some Elimination Chambers, gearing up? What's your favorite? What was your favorite elimination chamber? Do you remember? We watched. Yeah, which one was the favorite you watched? We watched so far. Uh, the one. Do you remember? No. The the one that. Um, what? Dan O'Brien one. What the? Beat Kofi Kingston at the end. A couple of, from a couple of years ago. Yeah. You like that one? No, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. good. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? No. Excited for spring training? It's starting up. What's spring? baseball? Spring training. Red Sox. Who's it gonna be in it? What do you mean? Who's gonna be in it? The, the all the teams are spring no. training. No, what, what what day? Oh well, the games I don't think start for another couple weeks, but uh, they're they're just doing practice and stuff right now and training, spring training. But uh, they all reported. Yeah. All right. So. It's going to do it. Thank you, Drew, for mm -hmm. your predictions. Okay. We'll see how you do on Sunday. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to lose the match. <laughs> Why don't you change your picks? You want to change anything? No. No? All right. You stick with what you got? All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Drew, thank you for your picks. Um, probably be back 
next time there's a pay-per-view, you can do your picks. I don't know when that's going to be. Maybe AEW Revolution. That's in a couple weeks, I think. What? Um, but um, I don't. You don't really watch AEW, do you? No. Yeah. No. You're more of an NXT guy. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, stay safe. Have fun, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Are we watching? The-